Hello, it's 10 minutes of Paralympic chat with lessons of resilience today and an insight into some of the difficulties amputee athletes will be facing in extreme conditions like in Tokyo this summer. I'm your host, Mark Shardlow. Thank you for joining me. By the way, you can find me on Twitter if you want to give me a follow there. It's at Mark Shardlow and give the podcast a follow wherever you listen to them. So today I've been chatting with Stephanie or Steph Reed. New Zealand-born, Canadian-raised, but aiming for her third Paralympics in a GB vest with silvers already from London and Rio in the long jump. She gave a lovely interview in episode 11 back in January, which is well worth checking out. So this time I asked her, what's the most exciting thing that's happened to her since then? Hello. <laughs> I'm... Been a, it's been a whirlwind, which I feel like is just now become the new the new norm. So I, I actually had quite a hard two months just because my I'm, I'm an amputee. I, I run uh, with an artificial leg. And one of the things that, um, you know, if you're not an amputee, you just these are things you would never think about. But I have a huge issue with skin breakdown particularly in the winter. Um, no one really knows why. Um, it, it's just always a problem. I've tried to convince our head coach, Paula, that, you know, I just need to be based in Hawaii for six months of the year and she didn't quite go for it. But um, normally I, I would just go to Tenerife and it wouldn't be an issue, but obviously that's not been possible. So I've, I've spent quite a significant time um, out of a leg, which is obviously not ideal for training, um, but that's okay. Uh, we did some alternative training, which was really hard, <laughs> but really good. Um, we do this thing called pool running where you kind of look like you're drowning, but you're not, you're just working really hard and then lots of work in the gym. So um, exciting news is I'm back running. The other really exciting thing, actually, you know what? I've not told anyone yet just because the news just came through. Um, I have been accepted um, on the Henley Business School's professional certificate and executive coaching. That's amazing news. Yeah, so thank you for asking and thank you for, for sharing it with me. And I know you've, you know, you've seriously thought about life after athletics for some time and you've looked at the media and you're writing in the Daily Telegraph and didn't you once have a, a go at being a weather girl as well or something like that? <laughs> oh my goodness, I did. It was so fun. Um, it was actually, it was in 2015 and I, um, oh yeah, actually I'd had a really sad injury and I thought my career was over as a, as a long jumper. Um, it was a really difficult back issue that was kind of, it might heal, it might, it might not. And so I just had the best summer ever. And one of the things was, yeah, I auditioned to be a weather girl and it was amazing. Um, in the end it was, I couldn't take the position, um, only because, well, not only because they were also really good, um, there are also a lot of other really great people to choose from. But when you are a new weather girl, you have to be ready to go anywhere at the drop of a hat. And I had actually, I had healed and I was back training. And so I couldn't, you know, show up in, in Wales at 6 a.m. the next morning. They sort of call at 10 o'clock at night. But yeah, it was, it was great. Oh, which organization was that with? PVC. Oh, wow. Well, my yeah. old employer then. Fantastic. We could have been colleagues. <laughs> so tell me about Henley then. Is that a view to a career in executive coaching? Yes, I think so. My academic background is in biochemistry. Um, and I think I'm kind of getting to the point now, you know, everything I learned was probably about 12 years old and, and things have moved on. And so I knew that if I was going to go back into academia, I would have to re-familiarize myself with all the new techniques that are out there because, um, I mean, I'm learning new stuff in National Geographic, which is an ideal <laughs> that didn't exist when I was back in school. So I knew I needed to probably pursue a little bit more, a little bit more education. But one of the things I have been doing 
as you said, with them, um, I do a lot of speaking. And and in some ways, obviously, I speak a lot about one of the most popular things people want is is resilience and motivation. And, you know, how do you keep going when life is just really, really tough? And I love as much as I love speaking from the stage. I think the only way you can really transform someone's life is one on one um, over a long period of time. Um, and that's what it takes. And so I think, um, yeah, I, I still want to keep speaking, but also I want to have that ability to have these much more intimate relationships where you see people in different aspects of their life and, and just help them make changes and encourage them to keep going. I can definitely see you doing that. And congratulations on getting in there. It's very prestigious. It's a beautiful place. Oh, I don't know you. if you've been there. It's amazing. Oh, I've not been there. Oh, well, if you get to go there, it's beautiful. But also it's very close to Tom Carriage's pub. Oh, get into. <laughs> I know you like your food, and uh, you might have to book two minutes in advance. But oh, they do a very decent intel. lunch there for not too much money. Good tip. Um, so you talked about resilience, and you talked about your injury, and do you call it grumpy stump? Yeah, I do a grumpy stump. Yeah. <laughs> and you talked about it being an issue in the cold. What about in humidity and the heat of Tokyo? Does does it pose any any issues there? Um, it will. So uh, again, another wonderful fact about amputation, you would never know unless you had one. The, the extremes are difficult. The extreme for the summertime, and actually, yes, one of the concerns, one of the performance concerns is, so when you put, um, so when I say stump, it's basically just whatever's left of your leg. And so it's, you know, just array, an array of, of bones and skin. Now, before you, you have a socket, but in between your stump and your socket, you have what's called a, it's like a cushiony liner just to try and um, uh, ease the impact. But they're made of, it's not silicone, but a silicone-like material. So imagine putting something really plastic around your body and then you being in heat and it's just going to sweat. So then you're sweating and you, the sweat will then affect you to keep your leg on, um, which obviously is a big priority. You have a, a vacuum lock system, but moisture interrupts that. And so, yeah, you what you'll probably notice, um, for example, in the 100 meters, you'll see amputees at the start line and they're all looking at each other and they're looking at the starter, waiting for the last minute possible to put their towels away and put their legs on because you want the best fit. So, yeah, it's a few a few weird things that we're going to have to think about. And definitely, um, oh, this is not a very glamorous podcast. Sweaty stumps um, are going to be an issue. <laughs> yeah, but it's not often talked about. And I wanted to ask you too about you mentioned resilience and you know the, the things that you know people want from you. And look, we don't have to look far on Google to find your story and to find podcasts of you telling your story and, and YouTube's of you telling your story. But what about the last few weeks and the issues that you've had when you can't train for? three or four weeks or something like that. I mean, that's more everyday resilience that's required, but it's 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 very real that most people have, have struggles like that with whatever issue it is. How do you cope? Yeah, well, I think, you know, that's a really good point. I think on some levels, um, you were much better at finding resilience when, when the big things happen. And, you know, we can react and we can respond, but it is so much harder in terms of just that daily grind and just waking up and just feeling like every day there's just these small things that you know are are just weighing against you and and it is something that I've, I I notice for sure in in me I I often feel like I'm a different person when my leg fits and I can walk well you know it affects my mood it affects how I see life and then when that's not happening and everything is just such an effort like 
you know, you're in, you're in the dining room and you want to get a cup of tea and you just think, oh, but it's just impossible. How am I going to get there on my crutches and then carry it without, and everything is just harder. And I think, yeah, this is what, this is the thing that will really throw you in life. And it's just this daily commitment to just, you know, kind of look at it. And I'm not, you know, you don't pretend things are other than they are because that doesn't work either. You know, we can't, we can't lie to ourselves, but it's just this constant effort to, to reframe and something we have to choose to. And, and sometimes, you know, I wake up and I just think, ah, oh, like I've already, you know, I've already had so many, I just want an easy patch just, just for like three weeks, just give me something easy. And it doesn't always come. So, um, actually I, one of, um, there's a girl that I, I, um, I mentor and, um, she actually gave me this really, really great tip. And, and so what she does is if she's had a really tough day, she just imagines that she now has to tell the story in a really funny way to someone else. <laughs> and, and I've started doing this, um, so just with my husband at dinner and I mean, it works. And I think just strategies like this and tips like this, I mean, they are powerful, but they're hard because it forces us to choose okay, I am not going to sit here and be a victim. I'm going to look at all my choices and I'm going to do something about it. You've had to do that this week. We've heard about uh, quite a lot of the GB team having to quarantine, having come back from the European Indoor Championships. Your coach was one of those who had to quarantine. So that, again, is a thing that's thrown at you and you've got to reinvent how you're coached. What have you been doing? How have you coped with that? Um, So, yeah. (laughs) another yeah. I, I just got back running and now I can't even see my coach. So um, I have to admit, I am so greedy and selfish with his time. I didn't even want him to go because I knew it was going to mean at minimum him being gone for 10 days. But because Aston was on the flight with this person, it's an automatic quarantine um, for an extra 10 days. So, yeah, my initial thoughts were, okay, I'm sitting here and I am looking at the number of weeks left to Tokyo for me to train. Okay, I just missed eight. Fine. Can't do anything about that. And now I'm just like, I cannot miss another three weeks. Like it just keeps getting too big the numbers. So we had a solution. Um, Just like Zoom has been all the rage. I thought, right, let's set up a Zoom call and we'll just have to do this live Zoom session. So we trialed it today for the first time. Um, (laughs) It didn't go quite as smoothly, but you know what? It was just good to, um, we kind of know where the kinks are. And so now I have a vision for, you know, seven different cameras all around the high pack. (laughs) We might not get there. The hard thing was um, <laughs> I couldn't quite get the whole long jump in the camera shot. So he never really knew when I was coming. And I would try and shout, but he just have to like sit glued to the screen the whole time. <laughs> you know, so imagine in half an hour, I might do like 10 jumps. And so he's just sitting there watching for this three second window. So we're going to try and get a comm set. So we'll each wear like um, a microphone, kind of, maybe not like Madonna, but, you know, in our ears. So we will. We're going to work on our setup. Inventive. That's brilliant. Uh, Steph, thank you very much. Your husband's making you dinner tonight, which is a real treat for you. So I'm going to let you go and enjoy that. Thanks for joining us. Uh, Thanks for having me. That's Steph Reed, who'll be combining training for Tokyo with studying executive coaching in the coming weeks and months. And good luck with all of that, Stephanie. And by the way, she was on Pointless on BBC One on Saturday night with another one of last week's guests, Libby Clegg. Although Libby has told me not to watch it. If you've enjoyed the podcast and would like to consider buying me a virtual coffee, all the money will go to Maggie's Cancer Centres. So if you can do that, just giving.com and search Destination Tokyo. That will be much appreciated. That's all for now. I'll be back tomorrow with a training regime you've probably never heard of before. Thanks for listening. Bye bye. <laughs>